Our, our scripture today is from Proverbs 20, 22 and 6. And it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I thank God for my, for my father who's been passed away um, quite a few years now. And I watched him when I, as I was growing up. The things that he did, you know, when a child, when you have a baby, you know, they follow you around. I used to look at him and I, and I realized that no matter what situation came his way, he stood there and he handled it. As a, as a father, you have to be able to handle the situations in your life because your children depend on you. They depend on you. If you make them a promise, they believe that promise is going to come to pass. Just like when, when God makes us promise, we, we just naturally assume that God's going to keep his word. And God will keep his word. He will keep his word. There's no one like him. So when I, when I used to watch my father, my father was a hard man. He was a hard man. He used to tell us, hey, he had seven sons and three daughters. And he would tell us, let me tell you, if y'all go out there and if you break the law, if you break the law, you commit the crime, you are going to do what? The time. And he wasn't joking. He was dead serious. And I remember the time when my three brothers, my, well, me, I made three, and my brother over me, my brother under me, we decided to put Pop's test, Pop's word to the test. Pain and suffering. So my mother was away on, on um, probably at church praying, and my father sent my younger brother. He said, tell them, I said, come into the house now. Now, we all know as parents, as, as, uh, you don't even have to be a parent. You know what now means, right now. So we said, okay, we'll be there in a while. He sent him a second time. Okay, we'll be there in a minute. He sent my, my brother a third time. Three strikes, you are out. We walked into the house, and my father said, you, you, and you. Take all those pants. And he whipped my brother, my younger brother. He went in line. My youngest brother, me, and my older. And I looked at him and I said, Jesus, my father done lost his mind. So I, I didn't know a whole lot about scripture. But I said, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Please, Lord, let it pass. But nevertheless, I suffered the consequences anyway. But, you know, it taught me a lesson. It taught me that my father was looking out for my welfare. And he expected me to be obedient. And as parents, especially as fathers, our children look up to us. They expect us to do and to keep our word. Our job is to protect them. Now, I remember when Becky said that she was pregnant, that meant there was going to be a total shift from the way things used to be. I was number one, and ooh, but guess what? There's a prince that just came into the house. I said, okay. And, and far as she can say, hey, yeah, you still got your place, but there's a boy here. 
There's a girl here. And we have to make sure that they are covered. As parents, we don't have the opportunity just to get up and walk away. You say, well, it got too hard and I, I couldn't do it, so I figured that they might be better off without me. How, as a man, do you figure out that your wife and your children will be better off without you? You help bring them into this world, and it's your job to make sure that they are fed. It's make sure it's, you make sure it's their job to have clothing to eat, to have a place to live. That's our job. We don't have the opportunity to say no, like I tried to tell pastor, but we have a job to do. And, and I thought about all those years, and I, I thought about the things that he taught me as I was growing up, and I looked at my son, you know, and I said, and I made a promise to myself, I will never be an absent father. That whatever it took, whatever it took, I will, I will stay there. I will press my way through it. And sometimes I got things wrong. You know, you know, like your wife says, I got to go out. Well, Becky, at this point, said, I got to go out. Uh, yeah. What does that mean? Well, you got to take care of the baby. You mean like change diapers and all this stuff? Yeah, you can do it. And you know, the first time I had to clean him, I said, Jesus, I have to go through all this. But yes, I learned. I learned to be, to be a father. It means you have to be responsible. That's your job to be responsible. You can't walk away and say, I can't do this. Yes, you can. You are the captain of that ship. You are. And if you feel that you could just jump off the ship, then, how would you, then where is the ship going to go without its captain? Jesus Christ is the, captain, is the captain of our lives. And he expects us to do those things that, he tell, that, that we're supposed to do as parents. On this day, though, I'm addressing the fathers. You know, I took Scooter out one time and, yeah, you know, I'm walking him in the park, you know, and he trips and he falls. You know, sometimes children can be very, very deceiving. So he comes in the house, he's crying, he comes in the house, and Becky says, what did you do to him? <laughs> what did I do to him? Well, daddy let me fall. I knew you wasn't watching him. <laughs> yeah, I was. So, you know, you get around and you think, somebody asks you, what's his name? Judas. <laughs> but, you know, I loved him, but why would you throw me under the bus? Why? You know, but I watched, I watched my kids as they grew. And I realized the importance of, of being that type of a father. Being, trying to live up to the standards that my dad lived up to. And I looked and I said, Lord, you know, I can do this. I'll press my way. I can do it. And as they got older, I found out the actual value of prayer. You have to pray. I'm telling you, you got to pray. 
When the devil comes after your children, you got to pray. So I learned that early on, I would lay hands on them and pray for them. At night, when they went to bed, I would lay hands and pray for them. We would gather around our, our, our bed in our bedroom, and we would pray. We would all pray together. When they left for school, I would pray. Because you never know what they're going to encounter when they get out in those streets. And you have to be prepared for war. Because Satan is not playing right now. When you look around and you see all these children, now they don't have parents, locked up in some cell. And your heart really breaks because it's a parent now that they may never know. It's a parent now that they may never see again. But we as Christians, as we live right now in, in America, we have the opportunity to take care of our, ch- our children. We have that opportunity. And, and we should also pray for those kids who don't have. Because we have so much and sometimes we say, I don't have that and I don't have that and I don't have that and I can't get this. Hey, you're blessed. If you don't think, if you don't think you're blessed, just take a look at the TV and see all the people who don't have. Then as a father, you say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, I thank you. I thank you for what you, for provision you have given me as a father to care for my children and to watch over them and to keep them. So as they migrated to life, I'll be at work sometimes. Ready, I worked in New Jersey and I'm getting ready to come home. And Becky would call me. She says, Dee Dee has a project. Yeah. And she needs you to go to the library. Becky, I'm two hours away. Didn't mean nothing. You are the father. She needs this for their homework. Get to it, buddy. Get to it. Really, get to it. Get serious about this thing. And then when I get home, she says, oh, you know, I got to go out. They got to do homework. Have a good time. <laughs> and, you know, I migrated through all that. You know, I went through it. I prayed. I prayed. And I prayed some more. Yet, I got through the whole thing. And there were times, I'm telling you, as, as, a, as a father, as parents, there were the times as a father when they would get sick. You know, it meant, yeah, I got to go to the hospital. I got to be in emergency room. I got to be in emergency room. But you know something? It didn't matter that I would have to be there for hours. If you ever went to the emergency room, you know, you could be there for hours. But that didn't really matter. What mattered is I got to find out what's wrong with my son. I got to find out what's wrong with my daughter. And as fathers, we, can't, we have to take on all those responsibilities to make sure that they are okay. Because some, they are, when they're young, they can't tell you what's wrong. But there was always God, Becky, me. But there was always somebody that was hiding, in the, not in the shadows, but was where I used to be. And that was my mother. That's why I thank God for mothers, you know, because they have stood to stand, they have stood, took a, sent a, a, their storm. And I said, you know, I asked, I said, Ma, you know, the baby's not doing well. And I'm not sure exactly what it is that's wrong. But can you give me advice? 
And I'm telling you, I left the halls of wisdom when I moved out of my house. But sometimes you got to go back to the halls of wisdom. You got to talk to somebody who's already been there. And I'm looking at, if my mother did it for 12, I know I can do it for one. And, it, and I'm telling you, it was, no, it was no joke. Sometimes things make you frightened. But you know, the scripture says, trust in the Lord, what? With all your heart. And lean not unto your what? Your own understanding. But in some of your ways. Some of your ways. In all of your ways, acknowledge me. And I will direct your path. And God will direct your path even sometimes when you, when you don't realize how I got through a thing. You look back over your life and you say, how did I get through it? And I look at my kids now and I realize... Yeah, what they have become. They're both saved. My mother didn't live long enough to see my oldest brother get saved. But to her credit, for all her prayers, all those years, and all, on all our lives, she saw 11 of her children saved before she went to glory. And that was what I wanted of my life and of my children. I wanted my children to love God. I wanted them to serve God. I wanted them to be everything that God wanted them to be. More than riches and gold and silver and diamonds and all that stuff. I wanted them to be saved because all that other stuff goes away. But when you have Jesus Christ in your heart, the maker, the keeper, the sustainer, the user, he who provides, he who makes the way, I'm telling you, God will do the impossible. God will do the impossible. And I look at my, and I look at my, I'm, I have, you know, the opportunity to speak for, for myself because they're my kids. And I look at what they've become and I look at, uh, well, my grandkids. That's a different story altogether. Cause that little one, I remember one time when Becky had her phone and she looked and Becky was kind of like sleep. But she knew that Becky did something in the back of that phone that turned the phone off. So I'm standing there watching her. She takes her hand. She turns over the phone. She takes her finger and she, boom, she pushes the button and the phone lights up. Yay! Because they learn. That's my point. Children learn quickly. And you have to be there as, as they are growing up. You can't train them. You can't be there with them. You miss a lot if you're not there. If you are not on the boat, you don't know where that boat is sailing. And if you don't tell them, if you don't want to stay away from this child, stay away from that person, then they'll wind up with the wrong people. They'll wind up going in the wrong road. And if they can't find confidence in you, if they can't find trust in you, they will find it someplace else. And I would tell my kids, I don't care what time it is. If you got to get home and you ain't got no way to get home, call me. That's my job. Call me. It doesn't matter if I'm going to be inconvenienced. Call me. Because that's why I'm here. At 71 years old, well, 71 years old. <laughs> at 71 years old, I look at it. <laughs> God bless you. God bless.
I think, you know, at 71, I thank God for all that he's done for me. But I thank God for being a father. I had a great example growing up of what a father should be. And I thank God for my dad and for all he's taught me that I tried to instill in my son. And not just him, my godchildren. <laughs> you know, they sometimes they come over, you know, and they hang out. But my, my godson and his father, really good pastor. He's a really good pastor. And we try to tell them what it means to be a good man. A wife, when she marries, she wants a good man. She don't want no man. She comes home and you sleeping on the couch watching the Knicks. Yeah, that's right. I said Knicks. I understand. And she come, well, you know, you, you were home all day. You didn't, you didn't cook. No. The dishes are still in the sink. Yep. Well, guess what? I ain't doing anything. You were here all day, so you should have done it. And you know, you begin to think two are better than one. There ain't no sense in rocking the boat. See, the scripture says, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Which means you're going to have nothing. She looks at you and say, no, you don't want to do send this. I'm, I'm out of here. Inherit, you work, you work, you work, and you, and you get to the point where you say, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go out and I just want to have fun. And she says, you know, God is the love of my soul. He's the love of our soul. You got two kids. You got grandkids. You can make it. If you've gotten off the boat, if you've gotten off the train, my brothers and my sisters, mama, I'm talking really right now to the men. Get back on the train. Get back on the train. Get back on the boat. Get back. They need you. You may think, well, they don't need me. They got, they got Mr. Wilson next door. No, it's not Mr. Wilson's job to take them to the park. It's not his job to take them on vacations. It's your job. And if somebody has to suffer, if money is short, let it be you that suffers, not them. Now, my children really had no reason to suffer because the person who has stock in QVC <laughs> made sure they weren't going to suffer because she wasn't going to suffer. But you know, the Lord is good. God will give you what it takes to make it in this world. He will sustain you. He will watch over you. He will bless you. He will take you places that you never dreamed that you could go. But all you have to do is be obedient. Trust him. God has plans for you and your life. If your life has been, if you've been a missing father, your life seemed like it's been jacked up. Yeah, it may take a minute for you to heal with your children. But keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Don't give up. Don't walk out. Because you can do it. You know, put on your, put on your manly, manly, manly. You're six foot eight, 210. Take that six foot eight, 210 pound and walk back there and tell your son you're sorry. 
Let your daughter be somebody that she can look at and say, I want a, I want a husband that my father has, like my mother has. And if you're not it, buddy, keep tipping. Just keep tipping. Because life is serious. You look out there, all the, all these young people that are getting involved in gangs and they get involved in all these things. You can help prevent it. We, we just keep saying, God help me, God help me. But God tells you, help yourself. You have a job to, you have a job to do. You have a role to play. And I'm not going to do what you can do for yourself. So you trust God. You believe that your children are going to be what they should be, what they ought to be, and what they will be if you're there. And you have to be there. There is no such thing. If you Well, if you were an absentee father, like I said, get back. Get back in the race. You know, make your children something that they could be proud of. That's my dad. That's my mother. I love them. They didn't give me everything that I wanted, but I still love them. They beat me, but I still love them. I realize you can't, you can't beat your children the way my dad put the strap to me. Because there are laws on the book. But God will give you how to chastise your children so that the Lord can't say nothing. Because, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to raise my child so that my child doesn't go out there and beat somebody else. So he doesn't beat up some old woman. So he doesn't go home and smack on you know, his wife. These are things that we can do, people. Christian, these are things that we can do. And God will, God will give you the grace, the wisdom, and the knowledge to do this. You can be not just a good father. You could be a great father. You may not have degrees. You may not be the richest person in the world. But God will give you what it takes to live this life and to live in this life. Can I get an amen? God will do this. So I'm thankful for the opportunity today just to give you a brief outline of what it takes to be a good father. Keep on pushing. When things get rough, keep on pushing. When it looks like you can't make it, keep on pushing. Don't ever open the door and walk out and don't come back. Because there, there are other people that are waiting and depending on you. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So trust the Lord. Give him praise, give him grace, give him thanks. Know that he'll give you the mercy and grace a lot of times that you don't, you don't even really deserve. But he will take you through the storms. And right now, I, because of what's happening in the world, a lot of us may be standing in a storm telling God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of here. But trust him. God don't lie. Every word that he said, he will perform. So as men, I'm telling you, as men, we got to man up. Get back. Pick up, pick up your responsibility. And just love the job. It has so many benefits as you watch your children grow. What they and what they uh, become. And you can look back in pride. 
Like I was saying, and I was sitting in the living one day and Scooter walked by, walked by. I was watching some movie. He just tapped me on my shoulder. It may not seem that much, you know, much to other person. He just tapped me on the shoulder. He said, you having a good time? And I said, yes. Cause I remember that when he was born, it was my joy. Scooter's my joy. Didi was my heart. She's a, she's a great girl. She's a great girl. Scooter's, Scooter's an absolutely great guy. And I love my family. And I want all the men in the house to love your family. As a father, love them. Treat them right. Every, God didn't promise you smooth sailing. But God promised you a safe land. He promised you a safe land. And you can do this. Just trust God. Believe on him. Worship him, glorify him, and ask God, if you don't know how, how you're going to make it, just get on your knees and say, Father, I need your help. I need you to take me through this storm. I need you to help me raise my kids right. I need you to, I need you just to show me what I must do as a father, as a Christian, as a person. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this day. For your mercies and your grace. And you get up, dust yourself off, shake yourself, and you start again the next day. Amen? You start again the next day, and you trust God. 